You're listening to the Superpower Podcast, Superpower Kids Edition, where author, philanthropist, and Superpower Kids founder, Neverly Rekla, inspires kids to discover their superpowers and change Hi the world. Hi everyone, this is your Superpower Kid, Neva Lee Rekla. I'm so excited for today's interview. We are talking about fun entrepreneurship for kids. And I think this is really important in our lives because sometimes we forget to play in our businesses and we go back to our regular lives and it's just meh, 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 when we have the chance to make our businesses super fun. And it's kind of our responsibility as kids to show adults to have fun and have that childlike nature in their businesses. And so my guest today, her name is Rylan Jade Kelly, and I'm so excited to talk with her. At the age of six, she started a business called Jade's Journey, and she makes bows and accessories to inspire young girls to love themselves. I think that's pretty awesome. So without further ado, will you help me welcome our guest, Rylan Jade Kelly. Hi, Rylan. Hi, Neva. <clears throat> How are you doing? So I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, this is a, a huge opportunity. I love your hair. I just thank love you. <laughs> I really like your bow. Thanks. So, what are your superpowers? One of my superpowers I really like is that I have a lot. I have a creative mind, so I make a lot of crafts, and um, I'm also a good designer, so I like to sketch a lot too. That's really cool. Um. It is important to have that creative mind because sometimes people lose their creativity and so they kind of just leave, live a blank life. Yeah. But, but it's really cool because some people don't, they're too scared to be creative almost. And so that's really cool. Thank you. What inspired you to do business? Because some people just want to do it. Some people get inspired by a person what inspired you well um <clears throat> during i was in school a lot um on the weekends and stuff like that so when i go to school almost every day i got bullied and you know some, some sometimes my mom would tell me stuff to um to help me feel better and i would say at school but sometimes i would forget so that's kind of how we started our business it was based on like bullying and then my mission got even bigger so that's really cool um sometimes i find that going through hard experiences can help kind of open you up and for me at least if i go through a hard time it kind of helps me want to make it so some person doesn't have to go through the same thing and so i yeah. want to do everything in my power to stop it um, who do you who do you look up to in your business? Is there people who inspired you, kind of helped inspire you to do it, or do you just kind of want to do your own thing? Um, well, one person that kind of inspired me to do it and like kind of uh, that asked me the question if I want to start my business was my mom, and ever since then I looked up to her, and my dad also has his own business, so I look up to him too. That's really cool. When I was two, I wanted my own business cards because my parents had them. And I was like, what is that? And I decided, oh, I want some business cards. Yeah. And I finally got some. And then we realized I needed to start something like a business. Yeah. So I'm not just handing out a blank card. Yeah, that happened to me. I wanted uh, my mom and my dad kind of had their own businesses at the time so sometimes I felt like oh my gosh I want to talk about this stuff too so I would try to like um pretend like I have my own business so when I had my own it was pretty much it was pretty exciting and seeing um my cars come to life it was pretty cool my dad designed them that's really cool so what advice would you give to a kid who wanted to start business but they weren't really sure how to and they didn't really know what to do for a business I would say to find something that you really like to do and start doing it more often. And then that's almost like your business right there. For me, I like designing. So um, I, I started like to sketch and start design my own doll clothes. And now I make my own bows with my mom. 
that's really cool that's kind of what i tell people i Mm -hmm. find something you love Mm -hmm. don't just go off and do something because you feel like that's the only thing you can make a business out of yeah you can do so many things people make great ideas and turn them into great businesses out of something that they love yeah, there's so many kids out there that have businesses and, you know, um, they started uh, uh, for us. They, sometimes it started out rough, but they always kind of smoothed it out. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And starting a business can be intimidating at sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, I've gone through times in my life where I've had people tell me, like, I'm too young to start a business or maybe I should do something a kid my age would be doing. Yeah. And. I've had people ask me, well, don't you want to do something that a kid does? Mm-hmm. And I say, this is what a kid does. Yeah, this is you, what I want to do. Yeah, you don't have to wait to start your own business. Like when you're 20 or 30, you can, all, you can start your business at any age you really want. So even at a baby age, kind of your parents can make you do it. But um, yeah. I would not, I wouldn't wait until you grow up. I'll do what you want to do. Because... Yeah. By the time we're in our 20s, mm-hmm. this is going to be so much easier for us. Yeah, because we have so much experience with pitching yeah. and uh, making them. So it's going to be a lot easier when you're bending and stuff like that. Exactly. And I've, I've met some really amazing kids who have done business. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about how it's kind of scary being because yeah. I've been the uh, only yeah. out of business conferences and meetings before and it's kind of weird just sitting there and everyone else around you is an adult yeah sometimes it feels like well when they're talking about stuff you don't really know it kind of feels uncomfortable asking them what does that mean because like you're a business owner and you don't want to know make yourself feel like oh i'm not smart and stuff so yeah yeah Mm. Luckily, I have my parents sitting right next to me, so I'll just ask them what it means. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had somebody tell you who's an adult tell you that maybe you should stop because you're a kid? Um, no, actually, I haven't, and I'm I'm surprised I haven't because uh, I started my business at a really young age, so um, nobody really told me I couldn't have my own business, and it was fun at six but it was also kind of hard because you're six years old and your mom is helping you trying to make your bows or sometimes you don't understand what they're saying and sometimes it gets confusing about what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do and what you're not supposed to touch and stuff like that so yeah exactly um sometimes i feel like being the only kid i feel like sometimes people kind of want to make me less than them Mm -hmm. because i'm a kid at a business conference Mm-hmm. But then we have the same potential as they do, mm-hmm. but just because we're a little shorter mm-hmm. and a little younger doesn't mean that we can't do as much. Yeah, I have uh, two sisters, and I can tell you that it's a challenge having your own business while also um, having to take care of your sisters. So if you want a brother or sister, just say so you know, it's always going to be a challenge right there if you have your own business too. Mm-hmm. I have two older siblings. They're 22 and 18, mm-hmm. and so I'm the baby of the family, <laughs> and we don't necessarily have the same interests, but it's still fun. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually the oldest and um, yeah. the kids part of my family, so um, sometimes it's annoying having my little sisters around, but I can tell you that your big sisters or your little sisters will always look up to you, so if you're having a problem, like you said one of your sisters are 20, right? Um, my brother's 22 and then my sister is 18. Okay. So your brother or your sister, they can actually help you with your business because they probably have their, they probably work for somebody. So if you have like a question to ask them, you can always ask your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, something like that. Yeah. And it's kind of good knowing that I have someone older than me to teach me. So, Yeah. My um my mom on my mom's side, her mom actually has a lot of pets. She's a dog person more um, than a cat. She's more of a dog. And um 
when they're when her puppies or something has babies, she's always giving them away. So that's pretty much what she does. And she also she also works for somebody. So I sometimes I like to ask her questions, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So we actually need to take a quick break, but I'd love to keep talking with you. Can you tell our listeners where they can go to find out more about you? Uh, you guys can go on Facebook uh, at Jay's Journey. And you can go on Instagram and Etsy and yeah. Awesome. And definitely go check her out because she's such an inspirational young entrepreneur. So we've been talking with Ryland Jade Kelly about fun business, fun entrepreneurship for kids. We'll be right back. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you are ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Okay, we're back and we've been talking with Ryland Jade Kelly about fun entrepreneurship for kids. So we actually get to do funny FaceTime. Are you ready? Let's see. Okay. We get to make our funniest faces in three, two, one. Wow. <laughs> that looks painful. Ow. Yeah, that's painful. It's not. Hold on. Oh God. <laughs> oh my so, God. Mine too. Um, so have you ever felt like, so actually, what is your, one of the biggest challenges about being a business owner for you? One of the biggest challenges about being a business owner, um, one of the biggest challenges is having to, uh, go places like when you're pitching, like when you're pitching, that's one of the biggest challenges when you have when you have your own business. Because when you practice, sometimes you get really, really nervous, and then you try to. Sometimes you freeze up, and you can't come back through it. But yeah. um, I could tell you, I've already done two pitches um, this week. Uh, not this week, but you know, and one of them I accidentally like forgot what I'm about to say, so I was just like really uncomfortable at that time because I'm like, oh my gosh, I might not win this. It's just uh, so, so nerve-wracking, and I want to disappoint none of my family. So when you're pitching, it's always, it's like, just go up there and have fun. Don't just think about, oh, well, when I don't win, I might, nobody will like me or something like that. Because um, even though you didn't win uh, that pitch, you will always have other chances to redo it, or you can do new pitches and try that again. And sell them. So, yeah, when you pitch, you always got to know that just have fun, but also have, like, your business related into it. So, yeah. Um, I once spoke at a business conference that I've been going to, actually where I started my business. And I was so nervous for some reason because I find that, like, the least amount of people in the crowds, mm-hmm. I, it's easier to see people's faces. So I get even more nervous. But... My microphone fell out of my pants <laughs> that was attached to my shirt as the person was introducing me. And oh. so that threw me off, and I was like, Mom, help. <laughs> and so she came up and was fixing it, and I like technical difficulties, and I handled that really well. Then mm-hmm. I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah. And that entire script just blanked out, and like three of my friends were sitting in the front row, which made it even harder for me because I was trying to like be a good role model for them. And then my microphone fell. And so that threw me off. And then I blanked out on what I was going to say. And I had an excuse to run out because I was going to a teen program 
and I was going to go learn, and so I rushed out as fast as I could. Yeah. You, that was, that sounds pretty uh, <laughs> nervous. Is that happening to me? I'll be like, uh, uh, yeah. No. Uh, let's not do this no more because you know sometimes when you when something embarrassing happens to you it's pretty hard when people are like uh, you did good and everything but sometimes you feel inside like I tried my best I practiced almost the whole way there because I practice 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 and like when you practice so much of that pitch and you see somebody else wins it you know it feels really bad you feel really bad like because you say it's, you're gonna win and you're gonna win and you practice all the time probably about to go to sleep and then when, it, when time actually comes, you freeze up, and then it happens. It just It's kind of scary going back. So Yeah. And one of my friends, he was trying to be super nice to me, but he's just, but he says, during my pitch, you're doing great. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm messing <laughs> up. But, yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. having people say you're doing well, especially yeah. when you're kind of you – and whoever you practice with are kind of the only people who know you're messing up Mm -hmm. and which is kind of nice knowing because you're not practicing in front of that entire group but he was being super nice to me and Mm -hmm. I was like you don't know that I'm messing up I'm doing real bad right now yeah that's like that's something that you have to do so when you mess up on your pitch or something like that you always you sometimes you don't want to let um that like sometimes you don't want to let anybody know because that's something I got from my feedback uh because I kind of let them know that I was messing up so uh that's something I got uh from one of the judges that um that picked the other crumb so yeah yeah and I find that just have fun and that's mm-hmm. what matters. But sometimes I find that if I lose something, even it's if it's to come back, yeah, especially being a kid entrepreneur, the challenge is challenging enough mm-hmm. because I feel like we have to work even harder and I'm not taking this off of any other speakers because it is very hard to be a speaker, but I feel like we have to almost work twice as much to mm-hmm. kind of redeem ourselves from last time we failed or to get people to actually believe us. Yeah. I was a speaker in um in Atlanta, Georgia for the Raising the Mogul um uh, thing. <laughs> I forgot what it was called, but I was a speaker for it and I can tell you we did something pretty big mm-hmm. and um it was it was pretty fun and we had a blast, but I was so nervous because um, we were just going up and I was I was getting stumped because somebody was right there because I was walking around because we had to go like wherever she went I had to go so we but we were on opposite sides so I bumped into somebody I'm like oh my god let me just go ahead and give this girl a hug because she was beside me and I'm like let me just go ahead but by the time I turned around she was on the stage I'm like oh god let me just go ahead and run and I must chip tripped over the cord which was oh, pretty no. fun <laughs> nobody oh. noticed at least nobody noticed nobody in the front noticed but oh my god that could happen yeah um one of the hardest parts i find for me is sometimes parents talk badly about their kids behind their backs mm-hmm. and i feel like it almost brings me down more mm-hmm. like i feel like they're trying to lift me up but it brings me down when these parents are supposed to be uplifting their kids. Mm-hmm. I have enough support. I'm great. Yeah. I have great friends, and I'm happy to bring in more friends. But when I see someone talking badly about their kids, it, it makes hurts. me kind of want to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes when um, when we have meetings, me and my mom, my dad comes in and he'll talk. But I'm like, oh my gosh, well, I'm right here. I'm right here because it's like. Like, this is my business, so I can't wait to have one moment where we can just talk about this without you in the way. But um, I've never really had, sometimes what kids have when they have their own businesses, it's kind of uncomfortable telling your parents what's wrong because, mm-hmm. well, there's a business time and then there's, um, like, parent time. So for me, I am the, um, I'm the boss of my mom when it's uh, business time. 
But when busy time is off, um, she's literally the boss of me. So I can tell you when it comes to our feelings, we are not very open about it. And it, sometimes it makes us, it makes it hard because we're containing all that anger and we can't ever let it out because we, we sometimes can't say the words we want to say or sometimes we just, we act out and then, then our parents are like, oh, well, you're acting out. Why, why are you acting out? Because we're trying to talk to you, but you don't get, well, for me, me and my mom look like, and I get that a lot. So when it comes to our feelings, we are not open. <laughs> we are not open at all. And it happens because we have different personalities. She she wants she wants to change. She wants um, our relationship to, to get bigger. I want our relationship to get bigger. But, I mean, sometimes it's hard because you're trying and you're really hard. You're trying to change. But when she says you're not changing at all, it just hurts you sometimes. And then it affects your business um, your business line, and then it starts to kind of like break down. So yeah, my parents and I came up with codes. Mm-hmm. So if they're in a business meeting, if I say, so code red is for us like don't ask any questions. It's like an emergency situation. It's not a good time to ask questions right now. We will let you know when you can't. Code blue is my code to use with them, and they can use it with me. But it's if they're in a meeting and I need someone to talk to Mm -hmm. and one of them will step out and I'll talk to them. I went through a situation where one of my friend's dad's business partner's daughter, that's a lot, um, (laughs) was kind of bullying me. And so I ended up kind of leaving her. She actually threw me off with somebody else after we had gone to the pool and I'd known that person. So luckily he brought me up to my parents, but I didn't know what to do because I wanted to talk to them, but I didn't want to interrupt their business meeting. Mm -hmm. And so later that day I was like, this happens. Mm -hmm. And they said, Oh, next time tell us. And so that's how we came up with code blue. Yeah, because sometimes your parents don't want you to talk to the business meeting, but when it's urgent, you know, you still you don't you want to talk to them so badly, but they sometimes are in a business meeting. For me, my mom has three kids to handle, so when she's on a business call or something, we um, so we like just wait, just wait one minute, let me just talk to this real quick. Because sometimes it gets irritating. Because sometimes my sister Nola, um, she's a toddler at this age now turning fairly soon um sometimes we get in arguments and it makes it hard for um for me to talk to my mom about how we should, how we should do this because she's a baby in her family so you guys have something similar um so it's, sometimes it's hard for me to talk to her because she's in a business meeting and um she works from home sometimes but i feel like it's easy for easier for me to talk to her and um, but it's still like hard because she's on a business call and I'm over here trying to talk to you about something. So sometimes it's hard to get everything out. Yeah. And sometimes what I do is I have spirit guides. Do you know what those are? Uh, no. <laughs> um, they're basically like these spirits, mm-hmm. kind of like dragons and stuff who I can talk to if and they're kind of like my protectors almost mm-hmm. one of the dragons his name is ash he's a huge black dragon and i just call on him say please come and help me with this and sometimes i feel bad for interrupting my parents business meetings and i've never needed to use code blue on them but i it's comforting knowing that it's there yeah. um so what is something else you like doing besides doing business? Um, something else I like doing is, well, crafting mm-hmm. and playing around. But I, I like crafting more than anything. And crafting is just a way for me to have my me time and uh, to chill down. Because I like reading, but <laughs> this is not my passion. I love reading, but, you know, it's not something I would like to do every day, like an everyday life thing. 
So, yeah. Um, yeah, but crafting is one of the things I love to do. I like I like to watch uh, my froggy stuff. She's a really good crafter. She's on YouTube. I love watching her. Oh, yeah, she's good. <laughs> um, I love watching her craft and everything. I tried doing her crafts. They weren't as good. But um, her, I feel like she's so, she, she has a lot of drama in her. And at an adult age, so when I watch her craft, it's like I've so enjoyed this. I would not want to watch any other crafting thing. So she yeah. is really fun. Mm-hmm. My dad and I started doing a fantastic beast and where to find them house mm-hmm. from one of her videos, and so we're gonna finish that soon. Yeah, that's it. That's fun. I think that. Froggy is an inspiration for kids mm-hmm. <laughs> to start their own crafting thing. And um, yeah. she's a good person. She really is. And yeah. yeah. Um, some of the, one of the biggest compliments I can give somebody is, especially for an adult or like a young adult, is you're like a kid because some people may take that to offense like, oh, I'm like a two year old. Yeah, but. If I'm telling you like you're two, you're like a two-year-old. I take, I mean that as a huge compliment mm-hmm. because I'm a volunteer at our church for two-year-olds, and they have no fear. They're just <laughs> able to walk up to somebody and hug them. Yeah, you would think for my sister, she. How do I put this? She doesn't have fear in her. She is just straight out with it. So she will always ride with the flow. But sometimes when somebody comes over and says, hey, you're so cute. She'll, like, she'll go up behind me or she'll be like, whatever. So it's just, she, she's cool. She's, she's really outgoing with me because I'm her sister and something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, see, I still kind of do that if I'm uncomfortable in the situation. I get to play the kid card for a second and just hide behind my parents. Because <laughs> some kids, I notice, like, just stare. I notice that's something kids do, is they stare at other kids. And it makes yeah. me really uncomfortable knowing that somebody's staring at me. Yeah, it's, um, at, my, my, at my school, um, I have my, at my old school, actually, there were some kids that needed help, and people used to stare at them, and it was just like, why are you staring at them? Like they, they might look different, but they're just the same as us. So no matter what, cause there was this one time I was in the girls' bathroom and a kid that needed help, she pinched me. I'm like, well, let's not be rude or nothing. Cause I didn't want to tell anybody cause I didn't, I knew she needed help. She wasn't really thinking really good, but um, I don't want to like tell her, no, don't do this, not like that. Cause I'm not her mom, not her sister, not her teacher. So I just told her, uh, please don't do this anymore. I don't like that. And, um, uh, I've seen her a couple times, but I feel like they just don't know what's going on because of what's happening to them. So, yeah. I treat them, oh. I try to treat them like they're just the same as us because they are actually. Yeah, that's the best thing you can do is like the rule I play by is if yeah. I want to treat, if I want to be treated nicely, I treat others the same. Yeah. If, and I always go by that. And so, I treat, I try my best to treat others with as much respect as I possibly can. Yeah. At my school, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You can. Okay. Uh, At my school, I have a lot of uh, boys that bully me at that time. And sometimes it will get on my nerves so much because there was this um, one boy named Josiah. It was almost the last day of school for us. And, um, he kept messing with me. I told him to stop when I kept telling him to stop, but he never stopped. So I was like, stop. Like, just, I gave him one more chance because I like, I don't like when I tell him to stop and they don't do it. It's just kind of irritating. So I'm like, okay, that's it. Okay, let's just go ahead and go over there and tell a teacher. Because he kept messing with me with his foot and it got on my nerves because, well, first he has shoes on and it could have hurt me because you have stuff under your shoe. And second, because, well, he, he used to be really nice to me. We were, like, best friends at that time. But when he messes with me at time to stop, he never really does that. So we play around just a little bit, but he doesn't he doesn't know when when we play, you can't just be kicking me with your shoe or nothing like that. So 
you know, it's pretty hard um, dealing with bullies at school because sometimes they get you so mad where you just want to hit and um, just you just want to oof at them. So um, sometimes the best thing to do is just walk away and ignore them or just tough teacher with them. So yeah, something something my parents taught me is escalation of force. So let's say somebody is like, I don't know, poking me and it gets annoying and I tell them to stop and let's say they don't stop and I say, please stop. They don't stop. I say, I told you stop. It gets Mm -hmm. to that point where they aren't stopping. I can try to walk away. If I can't walk away without them being annoying, like punching me or hurting me or something, that is when I get to step in and use my own type of force. Mm-hmm. And see, I like the idea of knowing self-defense, but mm-hmm. I don't like the idea of actually hurting somebody. It, yeah, because sometimes what happens is it starts to get even bigger. It's not just them getting trouble, it's you too. So uh, that's what sometimes some parents don't understand is, well, if you're hurting them and they were hurting you, you can't like, that's what teachers do. Um, there's this one boy, Jackson R, in my class, and um, whenever somebody messes with him or touches him, he likes to fight with them. And um, he got in trouble with it, but he's like, well, if somebody's going to touch me, I'm going to hit them back. Like, if somebody's going to hit me, I'm going to hit them back. And teachers don't get, well, that's just their self-defense, um, using that um, to, like, protect themselves from not getting hurt. So... If you want to, if you want somebody to mess with you, well, some black people don't want anybody to mess with them. Nobody in my class wants anybody to mess with them. Mm-hmm. So I would say, if you don't want anybody to mess with you, don't mess with them. Cause yeah. I have a friend named Justin. Okay, and he acts like he doesn't know me. I've known him for about like two years now, and um, it was just hard seeing him treating me like what? I'm, I'm right here. I'm your friend. Like, we've known each other for two years. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So, it's just, it was kind of hard seeing him bully me from now on, and it was just hard him hearing him calling me names and stuff, and sometimes it was based on my skin color. I'm like, what? What? It's okay. It's unfair. So, uh, yeah, I just stopped like talking to him because he had problems but I didn't like to get into it because I've tried to help them but it always comes out of him like messing with me so yeah and I've gone through that with a kind of like an acquaintance of mine and he wasn't the nicest to me and I just decided to take some initiative mm-hmm. and so I stopped talking to him yeah. and it got up to the point where he just wasn't nice, and so I ended up blocking him. And that's sometimes the best thing you can do. Take space for yourself. Yeah. And something I go by is, like, I'm not going to randomly go up and slap somebody. But yeah. what I am going to do is, is I'm going to tell them to stop. Yeah. Yeah. And that so. doesn't work. Sometimes it's best to, you know, react to your own force, like you were saying, because um, it's really hard when your best friend, let's say you had a best friend, right? And they were messing with you, they were calling your names and stuff. It's pretty hard um, to tell to like, for you to do that. Cause one time I was in class and I accidentally whipped my hair in front of this girl's face, who's my best friend. And she, she was like, she started like bullying me. And I'm like, I didn't mean to whip my hair in your face, but you didn't tell me. So I didn't know. So if you didn't tell me anything, I would I could have known that what I did. So that's what some people like to do. They try to like they like to accuse you of doing stuff that you didn't know what you, that you did. So, and yeah. that's why I typically use the escalation of force because if somebody if somebody like let's say slaps me, I and let's say I'm on like a I'm in a really packed room, mm-hmm. I can't tell if that person was shoved into me or not, and okay. so. I would turn around and go like, hey, did you mean to do that? And then I can look for signs of them lying. Okay, if they lied and then they ended up doing it again, then I can use an escalation of force. But turning around and kind of assuming that somebody purposely did something to you, I don't want to hurt somebody on purpose. I don't like hurting people. No, because 
I don't like hearing people either because it feels like if I'm hearing people, I feel like if I keep doing it, it, it kind of makes me a bully at that time. And um, like when I see a bully, I like to help them out because I have so much um, like experience with bullying. So I like to help them out because I know what they're going through. Sometimes they're bullying. The bullying starts with one whole person messing with them. But it always starts with somebody. So always be in line because, like, there's a whole lot of kids that skip school. Um, I'm going to give you just one number. I, I looked this up one time because I had to put it my, on my pitch. And this is how many kids skip school. It's 160,000 kids skip school each day for per year being bullied. 160,000. So, wow. like, yeah, that's why, like, some, sometimes I like to help those bullies out because I don't want them to skip school because sometimes the bullies are the only ones that are going to get out of school. So the only thing that's going to happen is that the bullies, they're not going to have anything, anybody else to bully but the other bullies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> it's cool that you're trying to help out people because who knows what's going on behind the scenes. And that's all I try to I try to give people as much benefit out of the doubt as possible. Yeah. But sometimes it's hard giving people so much benefit of the doubt, even when they're doing something yeah. and you know that it's like, it's the happening. And so I'm working on like, how do I give you enough benefit of the doubt so I can yeah. figure out what's going on, but mm-hmm. not too much benefit of the doubt where I let you get away with slapping me. Yeah. So like, um, there's something else that, so imagine that one three kids, okay? There's so it's like it's one three kids just means one two three. So that last three is gonna go into one hundred sixty thousand kids that skip school. So what happens is with my friends, um, the friend I was talking to you about that, um, that then like accidentally put my hair in her face. Uh, this happens almost every day. So I get really sick and tired of it happening. So I'm like, I don't want to end our friendship, but I don't want to be in a friendship where, well, I'm just the one who could, can't, doesn't do anything. I tell you to stop, but you continue. It's like, I'm just your little puppet or something to you. Mm-hmm. So I tell her, I don't like this. And I don't like this. And then she gets so offensive. So if I'm hanging out with my other friend, Lacia, she'll get so offensive that I didn't join her. Or I um I didn't like tell her anything because there was this one time there's a bully. Do you remember um the boy that I was talking about earlier? Mm-hmm. He the girls always like messing with him. I don't know why, but they like messing with him a lot. So I, I like to try to help him out. But my friend Amira, because I'm just gonna say her name now, um he gets offensive when um when like she called me one time. I'm like I'm over here. I didn't hear you because you're way over here. And I'm over here. I can't hear you. So I came over there. I'm trying to make it things right. But I feel like it's just, well, she wants, she doesn't want me. And I, I feel like sometimes she doesn't want me to be her friend anymore because of, well, sometimes I'm not treating her right. So like that. So I feel like I'm always there for her, but she's never there for me because like she, she, I can trust her with everything. But sometimes it's like a point where if I told her, well, um, I had this giant secret nobody knows and I tell her and somebody if she told somebody else you know you lose your trust that person so I've never told any of her secrets unless you really wanted me to so yeah and I've gone through those times where I just put myself first and even though it's not fun ending a relationship I'm more worried about my mental health and how I feel in the situation than that person that person can get their own support I have my own support mechanisms. If it is being not being in a relationship where somebody's not being nice to me, I will take myself out of the situation. Yeah. And, and it's never fun ending relationships. It's yeah. never fun ending it's friendships. Never, it's not even. I think um, the hardest thing about ending a relationship is when you end it, there's like you can always apologize, but you can never really go back. Um, because also when you go online, there's thing called cyberbullying. Um, me and my mom were looking up for research and stuff like that, and I forgot what it was called. But so many kids died because of what the other people said. So it was like I don't want to see this is too uncomfortable. But a lot of it was boys, and it was so upsetting seeing that because uh, it was just cyberbullying right up there. But they didn't know who was texting them. 
So it was just hard seeing that, well, that person got hurt because of you. So cyberbullying is something that we try to stop too because it's just wrong. Because what if somebody said, um, let's say since, well, since uh, your hair, I don't like your hairstyle. I do love your hairstyle, this is just for example. Um, and they continue to say stuff about your um, about what you do, like you you don't you don't look crazy, you're not you're not good at anything. Um, and they they were side rolling you. Let's just say that, okay? What would you do? What would you do at that time? Would you go to your parent, or would you just what would you do? Um, I would go to my parents, and then I'd block the person. I've been going through this. I've been I've been getting random robotic voices calling me and mm-hmm. I'm I've gotten so used to this but, but like a year ago mm-hmm. I would have been shaking because yeah. of it happen happening and mm-hmm. I would have felt like something's happening to me when I'm only getting a call saying and then typically just say like hey we're coming to arrest you at this time I'm like yeah okay cool you don't know my address I, I'm not gonna trust you because my parents were both spies, and so, and it's like a very automated voice. Yeah. And they're not even telling me that they know where I live. Yeah. They're so just saying that they're going to come arrest me. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people say stuff to make you uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but really you got to think about, well, like, you don't know where I live, you don't know where I do. So when that happens, they don't know anything about you, except mm-hmm. that they don't, know, they don't even probably don't even know your name. So that's why it's really important to um, to stop the bullying and never, like, if you have your own business, don't try to, like, shove around, like, I'm, like, I'm at this age where I can, I have my own business and you don't, so you just land with something like that. So don't do that because that will be, like, that, they'll make them hurt and then it will make them do something that they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's never what you want to do with a child. You don't want to do that because they have their own life that they need to finish. And even sometimes teenagers, for me, um, teenagers, <laughs> I used to have an aunt, okay? I used to go up to my mom's, uh, my dad's mom's house. And my aunt, she, as she was a teenager, she's an adult now. I, I think of her like a big sister. When she had friends over, I would always want to go in there and mess with her. But, like, sometimes she would call me names, so I feel like, oh, my, excuse me. So um, I like to mess with her a lot. Um, so that's one of the things I enjoy doing with her. I like to mess with her. So uh, sometimes teenagers don't, they react in a way other people react to them. Because teenagers, they feel like, well, I'm, like, I'm grown up now, so I can tell you what to do, and you got to do, and stuff like that. And they sometimes, it turns out it's for them to be a bullying, and they don't like bullying, but sometimes it turns out that they become a bully just because of their age. Because they think that they're, they're like the best person in the world because of their age. Even at 13, um, some girls, or, and boys, actually, they bully, um, they bully little kids. Because they're so tall, they're taller than them. They 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 get to do more stuff than them. So especially your big sisters, they bully you sometimes too. But the best thing to do is be like, even though you're tall, I can still I can still be like, well, you can you can do more stuff than me, but I can still run faster than you. I can still do stuff um, a little bit more better than you. And you know, you I sometimes gotta be like. Well, if you won't keep messing with me like this, I can't do this anymore. I can't be like this or this. So, especially when you're a big sister, <laughs> um, I can tell you that when you're your sister that's 18, I can tell you that um, I'm pretty sure that she's been she went through something with her brother before you were born. They they probably had a fights a lot, and I'm pretty sure you guys you have fights with her sometimes too. But the best thing is to do is to like say, well, say, I'm sorry for what I did. I don't like, I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to, I want to tell you I'm sorry. And I, I, I won't invade your personal space anymore. And I hope you out more. Yeah. So. And that's the best thing, best thing to do with your siblings, because sometimes we get in fights. It's a part of life. But what I do always is I own up for my part is 
I go, okay, I admit it. I messed up. I was wrong. I apologize for getting offensive. And sometimes that just fixes it. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes really tap in. Did I do anything wrong? Yes? Okay, then I need to apologize. You know? Yeah. yeah. I can tell you that having your own business while dealing with bullying is not something you want to do because when you're out there pitching, you think of all those negative words, and then sometimes it makes you nervous, like, uh, mm-hmm. never mind, I don't want to do this anymore. But it is completely phrased for the whole entire time that you're supposed to be pitching. And then when you get off stage, your parents are going to be like, what's going on? You didn't, what's going on? What's happening? What's going on? But, um, but they don't really, you, you don't want to tell anybody because, like, it's kind of nerve-wracking. Because first, somebody bullied you, and it came out on stage. And then second, your parents don't know what's going on. Sometimes they threaten you not say anything. So yeah, yeah. And I've gone through times where I kind of think, well, is it? Am I supposed to be doing business at this young? Mm-hmm. And do I? And I love it, and so I wouldn't even think. And typically, it's not even an option. Like I don't take no for an answer when it comes to quitting my business. Mm-hmm. I, if someone were to come up and say, "Hey, you can get, you can go on this great cruise ship only if you quit your business," and they gave and they were willing to like give me a bunch of things. I really want a pet pig. They were willing to give me a pig, and I'd go, "No, I'm gonna work up for my own money so I can buy my own pig." <laughs> yeah. And there's nothing probably I enjoy more than being of service to people. It's yeah. one of my favorite things to do. And yeah. volunteering for the little ones. I'm a part of the worship team, which means I sing and dance for them. Yeah. I'm going in a couple of days to go sing and dance for them. And so just doing that even makes me feel better. Yeah, I like to... Um, me and... Uh, my mom, me for my mom's life. <clears throat> That's my mom's mom. We have girls' day, so all of our grandchildren that are girls, they would come over. And um, there was this one time where we went over, and one of my uh, one of my cousins came, and uh, our she didn't tell us that she was coming. So my cousin Chastity, she was just pissed off, like, "Why are you? What's going on? Why, why are you so upset?" Because and she just, she's like, well, she gave all her attention to me, like, not to me, but she gave it to her. So uh, we, she was t- kind of talking behind her back. I'm like, Chas, boy, I, I have a business that um, that contains bullying. So I would say, like, just just try to be like, Mimi, can we go somewhere? Um, we, I want to go now, please. Something like that. Try to try to like say can you give you can give her five more minutes something like that because sometimes that can affect the relationship you have with that person. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and something I would definitely say is like own up for your prob- own up for your mistakes, mm-hmm. but you don't have to sit there and let somebody bully you. That's never supposed to happen. You're not supposed to sit there and let somebody slap you. Mm-hmm. That that's a big no. And so and so I try my best to like feel into the situation. I'm great at doing that. I feel into the situation and say, Am I comfortable here? Do I wanna leave? Yes, I wanna leave. Okay, I'm gonna go and talk to my parents now. And I once had a lady um that went to the same business conference as me. She would always pick me up and hug me. And I was like six at the time. And it made me really uncomfortable that this lady would come up behind me and pick me up. And I was like, whoa, who are you? And I, she wouldn't even tell me it was her. And so my mom and dad helped me get out of some situations. I wanted behind my mom's chair mm-hmm. and she couldn't see me. And the lady walked away. And then I was pretending to give my mom's massage. And it works. And so something I find is having someone on your team always makes it better. Always makes your life 
so much greater just having that one friend who's always going to stand by your side. My best friend, her name is Alana. She, she wrote a book. She's also in business. She's 11 years old, and she would probably do anything for me. She stood up for me when someone was being rude, and I would do the same exact thing for her. Yeah. And so having someone where you would risk your life for them to stay and do something they loved and That's knowing that they would do the same. Yeah. Yeah. And my opinion is, like, I create kind of friend boundaries. Yeah. So I set my boundaries, and I want people to assume what my boundaries are. And so if they invade them, then I'll talk to them about it. Or yeah. I'll talk to somebody else about it. And just kind of, I set my rules. Like, if you're saying mean things to me, that's not a good friend. Mm -hmm. But if you're like always being nice to me and I'm always being nice to you and we never get in fights really, that's like a best friend for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah um, it would be like when she would risk her life for me. Um, I have a cousin and we're so tight. We know each other for like our whole entire lives because we're cousins. And um, I could always rely on her to talk because I FaceTimed her last night and she's just so open-minded. And um, even though we have our differences, we used to fight so much. But then at, in like one minute, we make up and we be best friends all over. So yeah. we, I feel like I call her my sister because we have so much in common. Not just because we're girls, because we have like almost, almost the same personality. So mm -hmm. it's 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 good to rely on her. So if something really bad happened or somebody really bullied me, she would be like the first one to be like, stop bullying my cousin. You ain't going to mess with me. It's like this. Because uh, there's this one time where um, my Mimi took me took us to the park, and this one boy kept bullying bullying me and pushing me around. And my Chastity saw him like, and she was like, "Boy, you better stop bullying my sister." It was just when I was like, "Thank you." I whispered, "Thank you" in her ear, and she was like, "Come on, Rara, let's go." And um, it was just like, wow. I knew she would do anything for me at that time. So yeah. she's been my sister since we first met. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's what I do when it comes to my family members. If someone is being rude to them, I, I will be ready to go down <laughs> to the boxing ring with them <laughs> and be ready to take them down. When it comes to my dog, I remember this one time I was sitting on the swings with this boy. And we were playing. Everything's fine. My dog is a toy schnauzer. She's only seven pounds. Mm -hmm. And she, has, she had teeth at the time. She got pancreatitis, so she doesn't have any teeth. She can still eat fine. And this kid had this, like, really newborn puppy there. And my dog being a dog, she wanted to play. And he said, if your dog would, would hit my dog, I would just hit him. Just hit him. And I said, nobody hits my dog. Ever. <laughs> and he went, uh, um, I, I didn't mean that. Like, yeah, you don't slap my dog. <laughs> so I'm very much like that when it comes to my family members. If any of my family members are like, hey, this person's being mean to me, I'll say, point them out for me. I will alert them for you. And so I'm very protective of my family, but it's good having people you know would do the same for you. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually get to do something called Super Neva Questions before we wrap up. And basically, I'm going to ask you questions as fast as I can, and you're going to answer them as fast as you can. All Are you right. ready? Yeah, let's go. All right. What's your favorite color? Um, my favorite color, pink, blue, and purple, yeah. Cool. What's your favorite animal? Cheetah. If you could have any superpower in the world, what would it be? Uh, it would be flying. Ooh. Um, if you could be a fairy or an elf, what would you be? Fairy. Pet dragon or pet unicorn? Unicorn. Um, if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you travel? Africa. Ooh. Um, if you could be any super, superhero in the world, who would you be? Becker. Ooh, that's a good answer. Um, if you could... Be any inanimate object, what would you be? Uh, butterfly. 
Um, if you could say one thing to somebody, no, if you could say one thing to a famous person, who would it be and what would you say? Uh, it would be, oh, okay, uh, it would be Sky Jackson and I love your acting skills. Oh, that's cool. She's a really good actor, actress. Um, if you could be any myth, mythical creature in the world, what would you be? Mermaid. Ooh, I would be a mermaid too. <laughs> if you could have any pet in the world, whether it be exotic and it could be someone, something from a rainforest and you could have it and it wouldn't be wild, what would you have? Um, I would do tiger. <laughs> Ooh. I'd probably want a tiger too. I'd probably want all the animals possible. I'll just make a home and designate it for my animals. Well, I'm just saying, you know, I hope to feed them, but I'm not getting close to them. You can do that. <laughs> um, if you could eat any food for the rest of your life and only that food, like let's say a three course meal for the rest of your life and only uh, that, what would you eat? Okay, so I'm vegan, and I would say, like, uh, what's it called? It's the crispy chicken. It's like a vegan crispy chicken. It's really good. Mm, that sounds good. I'd probably do that, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could be invis invisible or invincible, what would you be? Um, invisible. Mm. I would definitely be invincible. Like. Mm. I could do anything and wouldn't get hurt. That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, if you were invisible, you, nobody could really see you, so you wouldn't get hurt either way. So. True. Unless, still, sometimes I do accidentally run into walls. My friend <laughs> has this bathroom, and it's yeah. in a corner, so you have to turn. And I forgot to turn on the light in the hallway, and so I crushed into the wall, and I went, oh. oh my God, that must have looked. <laughs> it sucks. That's a little bit mark. Just probably a like not a big mark, but not too small either. <laughs> yeah, it definitely hurt. Yeah. Um, if you could have a okay, cats or dogs? Cat. Ooh, I mean, I have to go with dogs. I can't choose. I think I guess I say both. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, I re I really like both. But yeah. I'm allergic to cats, so is my dad, <laughs> and so is my mom, and practically everyone in my family is. Wow. So, that's not fun. Yeah, I would do both. Yeah. Um, I love cats, but I do sometimes get allergic reactions. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, if you could be inside for the rest of your life, and, like, the best Wi-Fi in the world, <laughs> or be outside, and you could only use a solar panel for the rest of your life in, like, a tree house. Yeah. But it would still have air conditioning because in Arizona, it we can melt. Um, say it again one more time. Cause that was um, inside, in, like, a house with the best Wi-Fi ever. Or outside in a treehouse with air conditioning and basically just outdoors, but a house. Okay, so like an outdoors house. Um, a treehouse. A treehouse? Uh, you want me to choose one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, I love the internet, but I also like going outside and playing. So I would have to say uh, a treehouse. Yeah. Me too. I would just make a solar panel. <laughs> and get all the Wi-Fi as I could mm -hmm. so I could still do interviews and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have any last words before we wrap up? Uh, no, I do not. Okay. Oh, but also, thank you for having me. This is a really big opportunity for our business. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. But will you join me in the sign-off? Um, I will, yes. Awesome. And also, will you remind our guests where they can go to find out more about you? Okay, so you can find me out me. <clears throat> Jage at .com. Um Oh, gosh. Okay, hold up. All right. Facebook, Instagram, and Etsy. Yes. Awesome. 
And again, definitely go check her out because she's so inspirational and she's doing a lot of amazing things. So will you join me in the sign-off? Yes, I will. Awesome. Remember, kids, we all have superpowers and we can can change the world. Awesome. Thank you so much, Rylan. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Superpower Up podcast, Superpower Kids edition. Go now to superpowerkids.com and discover your superpowers today. Hey.